I'm eating a baked, a loaded baked potato casserole that doesn't have any potatoes in it. How did they do that? Is it cauliflower? I was about no. to say it's God cauliflower. Damn it, it is cauliflower. Yeah. There's <laughs> a great, great that uh, I, substitute there. Nolan, I, I think that's going to have to be our bit at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that's yeah that'll be the beginning. Also, Doug, we can't hear you. Hello, everybody. This is Nolan, your GBQ editor, competitor, and gnome. We're going to be trying some new openings for a little while, just to see if any of them work a little bit better or if people enjoy them. So if you like this one or you like the original ones, please let me know in a comment, and we will make the audience happy. Come get your degree in Dungeoneering on Good Better Quest. Last episode of Good Better Quest. Our heroes found themselves facing their fractured foes. Durek and Siggy made a break for it with their new goblin friends. Damakos and Tak got escorted back to the goblin's hideout. Will they survive? Will they meet back up? Find out this time on Good Better Quest. everybody a good better quest i'm your fungin master david hallman and i don't introduce the other four people anymore because i fuck it they told me not to so the bass whatever. and the trouble make that booty go clap that's not that's not that's i not never it. realized this was an edm reference at all until nolan pointed it out yeah nolan what what <laughs> never mind i won't make you your you got food no no no, no i can answer i eat yeah. quickly Tell tell us uh, tell us what happened, Nolan. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Durek and I escaped and uh, inadvertently punched a goblin in the face to kill an Aarakocra by squishing him with our cage. And Tack and Damakos, I guess, pissed off some fishy people and then got discovered by a goblin. And now they're with the goblins and they got to find a trumpet to make the bass and the treble make the booty go clap. The, the bass. <laughs> The they're the bass and the tweeters. The bass and the tweeters make the booty go clap. Nothing with the booty. No, the so uh, I made a mistake asking Nolan to do this. Um, it's a booty trumpet. The race, the race of goblins that you got, or, or the clan of goblins that you guys are working with right now, are call themselves the Speakers, and so they told you an ancient prophecy that was the bass and the tweeters make the Speakers go to war. But ah, the mighty trumpet brings the Nilbog to the floor. And so they are searching for an ancient trumpet to try and help them uh, end this war. Are you guys ready to fucking die? Yes. Yeah. Mm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think first let's go to Damakos and Tack. You guys are still in the the speaker cave with big Tumba, the the leader of the speakers, Peter, the one goblin who led you there uh, and a few other goblins. I'm sorry. I probably just forgot that you say big Tumba. Yes, I did because I was not good at coming up with because video games got you. Hold on. I'm sorry. Is there a character named big Tumba? I mean, there's a Tumba. It's not, there was Tomba. What was that dude's name? Never mind. Also, Nicole, you're thinking of Tomba, the dude with pink hair. That might be it. 
Yep, you're thinking of Tampa, which may very well have influenced Big Toompa. What? <laughs> I uh, have Tampa and Peter. Real quick sidebar. All right, I I'm unoriginal, and so on my uh, on my most current Skyrim game, uh, I'm playing an orc called Durak, <laughs> and I get I don't know a few hours into the game, and I run into another orc named Durak. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up. It was rough, man. It was rough. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, but it Aw- did tickle me. Awkward mud crab. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Damakos and and Tack, you guys are you know in this base. Big Tumba and and Peter kind of gather around a very nice table that they have in the middle of the room with a kind of a war map. Peter is pointing at the map and he says. Okay, so the thing we gotta worry about is basically everything. The 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 birdcage they got the the tweeters up in there pretty bad. They come out, mm, I'd say about every three hours trying to find other other speakers. He says the birdcage stays floating with eight speakers, each one about fifty feet from the other. And the the speakers, uh, they're chained to the underside of the birdcage. That's how they be uh, keeping it floating in the air. We got to find a way to get them. And you friends is up in there too, right? Yeah. I mean, do they ever switch out the speakers? Unless that are King... chained to the underside of the, the thing. Do they, right. they have to, like, change them out? I mean, you got to take No, you're right. There's, there's two shifts. Yeah, unless things have changed since the last time I was kidnapped up there is uh how'd, you 16... get back? how'd I get back? Yeah, why don't, why don't we dress that real quick? We had a small contingent come out and try and get me out of there. This is really not that great a story. We actually lost more nil more more goblins than we saved. I was one of the few to survive. I lost my brother, my wife, my, my child. child. I think I would like to hear this in full detail. <laughs> Yeah, this was really your fault, David. Yeah, yep. this sure was. Yep. He, no, you know what? He's. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> My Sometimes family it helps is to dead. talk about it, buddy. No, it doesn't. So yeah, they uh, they change out the uh, the shifts every sixteen hours. I mean, do you got any ideas? Do you got any questions? I was really hoping that if I got Damakos the information about two shifts, and every sixteen hours there'd be some kind of light bulb. And he would know what to do. Man, I'm just down for going up there. I, your, your prophecy says something about a trumpet. Like, is yeah, that we a gotta get, literal we, trumpet or a figurative trumpet? That's a great question. It's a fucking prophecy. We didn't know what bass and tweeters was going to mean until it happened. But you as speakers always knew you'd go to war. Yes. We knew that we would be involved somehow. Because of the prophecy. So then you know that the... the the bad thing is the 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 B word, Bill, nope. Billy Bob, Bill Grog. The Nilbog sounds, sounds like the Nilbog might be the savior in this scenario. Yeah, that's, that's what, what uh, that's what, what we believe. believe. That's why we be uh, we be searching for that trumpet. But first things first, we gotta get your friends. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, I have a way we can get up there if you have a way 
to keep me safe and keep me from getting kidnapped again. Ooh. Yeah. Sure. I may sure. probably think of something I'll make to make a, that happen. Make whatever kind of role I need for him to be like, this guy, I trust him. Do you, I mean, like, do you, in? are you lying to him? Yeah. Yeah, we oh, need to okay. get to what? Friends. Friends. I'm telling the truth. Give me, uh, give me a deception check. That's there why I goes. get to roll. Oh, boy. Get to roll because you're a liar. You need to roll a natural 20. Uh, I did not. He rolled a natural 20 on insight. Well, um, I mean, he's an I'm, old wise man, right? So I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even fucking with you. I was... It, it started, like, teetering on 14, and I was like, all right, yeah, he's got a pretty good chance. I had a 19, so thanks for that. Oh, man! Sorry, dog. No, it's fine. He, uh, yeah, he, he looks at you like you're, he, he says, if you can keep me from getting captured and, and you, you were just like, yeah, he gets the impression that like, you're not trying to deceive him maliciously. You're trying, you're just being like, I cannot promise anything. My main concern is getting Siggy and Durak to safety. So like, Ah, I'll pretty much do whatever it's going to take. Okay. He looks you up and down he says all right then i see how it is well then i be going up to save my people and if we can get yours too that'll be nice fair Understood. yeah that's pretty much exactly what we think yeah apparently and he he just kind of looks disappointed he guides you guys through the tunnels of the speaker base out to a secret opening like right near the uh, the birdcage, the, the tweeter base. And you, you see him put his hands out. A big floating disc appears, like a, a blue neon disc. And he changes his hands a little bit and it shifts to the, the color of the night sky. And he gets on it and he gestures for you to get on it as well. But I, I assume y'all get on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... And uh, it begins to float up gently towards uh, the birdcage. I mean, you know I have a million questions about, like, how do I do this with the... How would, but again, for the sake of time, I won't be a pain in the ass. Damakos looks at the birdcage and whispers, Durak, I'm coming. <laughs> you, I love that so much. You feel warmth in your chest. And Durak... You feel a weird warmth. You don't know where it came from, which but is a suddenly, great way. But suddenly you're thinking of Damakos. Yeah, suddenly you're thinking of Damakos. Well, I hope that boy is all right. Your, your slacks aren't getting any looser, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a great time to, to transition over to Durek and Siggy. So you guys have are, are walking with this this guard up toward the uh, mage tower. And I'd like to think that uh, Durak has him by, like, the short feathers at his neck. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Ziggy. And he, like, he's taking it very seriously. Like, he like he is looking around corners, making sure he has stopped a few times, like, because he sees some of his other soldiers and he knows that you guys will fuck him up. Siggy has continued to take his flight feathers out, and much like a peacock, she has made a... A, a plume for herself in in her braid. So she's got a bunch of feathers 
more like a bird of paradise, I guess, than just a peacock. I really, I love that, like, it's an innocent enough idea that, you know, like, Siggy wants feathers in her hair. But the fact that she's doing it with someone who grows feathers and is a hostage is very reminiscent of, like, Reservoir Dogs to me right now. Yeah. It's just, just like, she's just plucking up. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, after a while, this guard uh, says, uh, this is y'all stop. I, I pray you let me go now. I, I won't say nothing to nobody. Just just let me get along. What do I need to roll just to punch him in the jaw and knock him out? Just give me an attack roll. And let him live. Yeah. Let's, let's say uh, uh, 14 or higher. I think that's his AC. Damn it. I did not get a 14 or higher. What'd you roll? I rolled a, a 10. But what, what's your... Uh, what's no, your... no, no. That was with my modifier. Oh, fuck, dog. You, uh, so you just... You just punched him across the, the face. He goes, ow! Oh! <laughs> what in the hell? And he jumps out the window. That's cool, too. That that removes him from the situation. But he doesn't have flying feathers anymore. Well, <laughs> no. nonetheless. So you see, you see him. No, I'm sorry. I, this is something I forgot about. And so naturally, he also forgot about it. He jumps out the window to try and fly and get help, and you see him flap frantically to no avail, and he's screaming all the way down. Much like Wiley Coyote when he runs out of road. Yes. Starting to, to <laughs> flap his arms and just falls. Yep, he did. So you guys are, are at this other doorway, and actually you see two other Aarakocra guards at this doorway, but they are both on the ground. They are knocked out. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to, um... Wait, how sneaky are you, Siggy? Let me see. Stealth is a plus one. Same here. Same here. So in that case, I think it makes sense. I think we kind of established last time that, like, when we're adventuring, Siggy's probably going to take a lead role and, and going to be the sort of leader of the group and take direction. And, and during battle, it makes kind of sense for a direct to sort of take a take more of a, a lead there yeah sure so like especially in this situation in game I, i'm just gonna look at you and point and shrug from where we're standing can i do like a investigate check see if i can tell what's going on or is it just there's some knocked out birds on the ground there are knocked out birds on the ground the the door is cracked open that's that's what you get just at face value the door is open the door is open a crack yeah Siggy is going to turn around and look at all four of the goblins and Durak. She's going to say, all right, hold on. Listen, 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 listen. Everybody's knocked out. We have a straightaway path to the door, and it's open. We need to get there right now. Durak, I want you to hold me in your arms, and when we get close, throw me as hard as you can just in case some shit happens, and I'll hold the door open. Uh, uh, okay. So just just so you know, like it's the door is cracked open, like it's it's open a crack. It's just a regular ass like hallway door. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Look, look, <laughs> look, Siggy. Let me let me stop you for a minute. All right. I think, maybe, rather than holding the door, you ought to come in here and focus on making sure the rest of us don't die. And, and he's grinning a little bit, but he's serious. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right, then let's all move as a group 
so that if some shit happens, we can defend ourselves better. So Durak just kind of strolls over to the door, and um, I'm going to peek inside. Siggy follows. Give Both of you give me stealth checks real quick. Seven. <laughs> I, I got a seven, too. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are, are moving, and you think you're moving pretty stealthy, and you come to the, the cracked door, and as you're peeking in, you see a cloaked figure that is stepping over a tweeter that's in wizard's robes, and it is very clear that this this tweeter is dead. He is he is bleeding from the neck. And the figure has stepped over the corpse and grabs a wooden mask that was on a pedestal uh, nearby and puts that on. And right when they, they put that on, Durak, I think you ste- accidentally step on the neck of one of the knocked out guards and it like lets out this this big crunch and I, <laughs> I thought you were going to go for like one of those squeaky chickens <laughs> that's so good <laughs> the figure immediately turns around kind of twists their like like kind of moves their arm in a swift motion from their bracer jut out two bars that you can tell just looking at it have kind of form a crossbow and it points it this figure points it at you and says oh you aren't with them are you Durek is going to stand at full height and crack the door further open open it wide enough that he can get through yeah and then put his hand on it and ease it a little bit closed behind him there's going to be enough room for siggy to get through well i think siggy backs up so that she does not get into the opening of the door is that something that we can sure so direct walks in and uh standing at full height says no we ain't with them we yeah we there's me and then outside there's a few more and uh and and they're they're pretty tough but uh but look man uh i don't know who you are but it looks like you got to the person we was trying to get to and you got to him first so uh maybe at this point we just walk away from each other uh no harm no foul and he chuckles a little bit because he said foul and he didn't realize I think, you know, as you're looking at this person, you can see they're wearing a black cloak and uh, black leather armor. And as you look kind of closer, you see that the cloak shimmers every once in a while in the light of the candle or, or the candles in this room. And you could swear that it was almost made of the night sky itself. And you can see that this person has purple skin and you see the tip of a white braid peeking out from beneath the hood, and you get this musk of old books and just a hint of sage in your nostrils as, as you look at this person. And, and of course you see this wooden mask, this very smooth, planed wooden mask that has you know two, two eye holes, a large ring with some language that you don't know on the forehead, but other than that, just very plain 
features, no mouth, no nose, nothing. And this, this figure looks at you and says, I think we might actually be able to help each other out. Do you want out of here? You and yours? Well, yes. Yes, of course we want out of here. All right. And I like the idea of working together. So uh, so let's agree. We won't kill each other uh, right yet. And uh, uh, we'll find out uh, find out where we where we need to go next. And he says, well, the door open a little bit. Like, yeah. come on in, guys. The four goblins kind of kind of come in all carrying, like, the, the weapons they got. Like, some of them got swords, but one of them didn't. He's just got, like, a mop. And he's got, of course, he's got the pail on his head, too. Siggy is going to stay outside still. She is going to wait this out until we know for sure that we're going to accomplish our goals and not just leave. Yeah, yeah. All right. Did you tell her your name was uh, Durak? I didn't. No, I didn't no? tell her okay. anything. She looks at all of you and and says, well, in the spirit of just full disclosure, I suppose, you may call me Moth, and I seek knowledge. Here, now, I seek the knowledge of a lost artifact, a trumpet, if anyone is familiar with it. Toward the end of all of that, which made zero sense to Durak, yeah. he has extended his hand awkwardly and says, I- I'm Durak. <laughs> she, like, reaches out and, and shakes your hand. She she has very delicate but calloused in strange places on her fingers, hands, but she uh, she gives you a firm handshake. And she says, very nice to meet you, Durak. And who is the gnome that's doing a very poor job of hiding? Siggy casts Thaumaturgy and explodes the door open. All of the lights immediately become increasingly bright. And she walks in and she says, my name is Siggy Widgets and I'm here for knowledge. Yes. Uh, Like you get halfway into like... My name is Siggy Widgets, and she snaps her finger, and Thaumaturgy stops. Oh! And you, and like you, and I am here for nothing. (laughs) You, like you, and it's weird. You feel Thaumaturgy stop. Like you feel almost like this magic that was emanating from you now just like goes right back inside of you. But uh, the goblins around you are pretty impressed. I'm so sad Tack didn't see that. (laughs) Actually. I'm a nervous caster. What can I say? About this time, the floating disc that's got Peter and Tack and Damakos on it reaches the tower window. Peter says, all right, now this is the best place I know to come because it's towards the back of the tower and there's nothing but this old guy. This old tweeter doesn't look out his window. Don't even know why he got this window. So let's take a peek in here real quick. It sounds like you're really speculating on, like, this tweeter. Can you back up these claims? Is this speculation? This wouldn't hold up in court. I watched him a lot. My cage was inside his lab. He took a lot of my blood. I'd like to know more details. No! (laughs) God damn it! Why? Here's the thing, Nicole. Why do you want to know more details about the grimmest, saddest part of this goblin's life? I just want to know if you'd, like, made the whole thing. Oh, man. Man, I can't believe you spent time in Vietnam. Tell me what it was like. 
Tell me what it was like being a POW. Tell me about how you lost your fucking fingernails and they never grew back. <laughs> they grow back. Tell me, tell me how they took your goddamn shins, Cotton. Sorry, Doug. But uh, you see through this window that that you come in, you see your friends and someone in a black cloak shaking hands with Durak. Now what, bitches? Oh, look, guys, I. Durak Durak drops that hand immediately and and runs over to Damakos, claps his arms around him. Damakos' hands are up in the air, like whoa 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 whoa, but his tail's wagging real fucking hard. <laughs> and while 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 his hands are up, he's looking over Durak's shoulder and he sees Siggy and he just points. I I think Siggy's still a little shook up and and she <laughs> she looks at Tack and Damakos and goes. I had a spell go back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was gold. <laughs> Magic went back inside me. It's not supposed to do that, is it? Durak lets, lets Damakos go and goes, uh, Buddy, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to me shortly after, buddy boy. <laughs> what What's, what's Tack doing, Nicole? I mean, I feel like Tack just would have done, like, the kind of... One, I mean, seeing Durak just, like, haul ass over to Damakos, so I feel like I would just kind of, like, peek around to Siggy and do, like, the little, hey. And just, like, the very casual, I'm not quite sure what the hell I'm doing here, but I'm going to wave at you because this seems appropriate, that wave. <laughs> so the wave I give most people every day. Yeah. Siggy returns it, and she's just, like, slowly walking over to Moth to, like, see what the fuck is up. You get closer to Moth. She kneels down to also shake your hand and says, "Sorry, but I cannot stand theatrics." And you can you can hear kind of a smile behind the mask, like as she says that, because come the fuck on, look at her. Is it <laughs> is it like when Gandalf says, "Don't take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks," and like everything yes. gets darker <laughs> around everyone? Yes. Are Durag and Damico still hugging? Absolutely. Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess not. Durak had to, like, express how funny it was that he got his ass kicked. I mean, because that's what Damakos and Durak have bonded over is getting their asses kicked. Yeah. So there's there's an element of, oh, boy, you should have seen the one that got me. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like at this point I would want to know who's your new friend. She turns around and introduces herself to, to Tack and Damakos as well. And, you know, just, I'm Moth. I'm looking for uh, a trumpet uh, that might be around here. If we're looking for a way out, trumpet? I have several. Siggy speaks up. We're not looking for a way out. We're looking for a way to stop whatever this is. We know we have to find a trumpet as well, and we'll give it to you if it means we get an A on our quest. Did Siggy know that we needed a trumpet? Yeah, no, Siggy doesn't know about the trumpet. It was trumpet. just the two yeah, of us. I was just listening to the conversation that she was talking about. No, she doesn't say anything about, like, any of the magical powers of the trumpet. We'll get you the trumpet if we can get an A on our quest. <laughs> she uh She looks around at you guys and, like, then starts to take notice of, like, the Feyre University seal, like, somewhere on you. Well, we have, you know, our, she says, we have our NASCAR patches. Yeah, yeah, but like especially like the 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 school seal is also on those and she says, "Ah. Well, 
maybe I shouldn't be helping in that cheating a bit, isn't it? There's no rules against having help, especially when it's unsolicited and it just happens in the quest. I read the bylaws of the school, thank you. Apparently those are in the bylaws. I'll, I'll, give, <laughs> I'll give you that because I don't want to argue it. Sorry to break into the show, but it turns out that shouting into the void about wanting an Audible sponsorship actually works. And our parent network, Final Plank, has done just that. Audible is offering our listeners of GBQ and other Final Plank productions a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash finalplank and browse their unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash finalplank, that's F-I-N-A-L-P-L-A-N-K, and get started today. Why use Audible? Well, other than the fact that everybody in GBQ uses it, Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original titles, shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Right now, I'm listening to the Legend of Drizdo Erden series, surprise, a Dungeons & Dragons book, narrated by Victor Bavine. To download that book, or really any book you prefer that you see, go to audibletrial.com slash finalplank. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash finalplank for your free audiobook. Now, back to the show. So, Tech and I, you know, by the way, guys, this is Peter. Peter's got a thing about a trumpet. Yeah, no, we be looking for that trumpet as well. Gonna bring, uh, gonna bring an end to the war. Gonna summon the Nilbog. That's pretty neat that you and Moth, you're both looking for, a uh, for trumpets there. You guys know each other? He pulls out a fucking hand crossbow and, and like immediately traces it on Moth and says, why are you looking for the trumpet? And she puts her hands up and says, I merely want to study it. You use it for whatever you need first, but when it's done, I would like to look at it and, and study its origins and such. How close is Peter to me? Peter is, uh, I, I'd say like close to you. Like he's, he's jumped off the disc. Can I, can I just put my hand just at the tip of his crossbow? As she yeah. starts to speak, just like, yo, like, let her, let her do her thing. He, he looks at you kind of cross and he looks behind Durak and, and Siggy and sees the four friends of his. He kind of nods and, and says, okay, well, she obviously done, uh, done help these two break out some of our friends. So she can come too. Let's get the fuck out of here. Siggy is right behind her. Siggy right. goes, I follow. Oh, yeah, same. Moth actually jumps on the, the thing with everybody and casts uh, a spell to make actually the entire thing invisible. Everyone around is invisible right now. And you can tell she's straining a little bit to keep it up, though, and she says, we need to hurry. Is this the spell invisible or the condition invisible? Condition. Ooh, that's the good one, guys. Oh, uh, Durek is terrified. <laughs> Durek can't see his hands anymore, and that's upsetting. This is the scare. This might be like the scariest thing that's ever happened to him. Siggy is trying to take notes, but she can't find her notepad because it's also invisible. It's also invisible. She thinks she finds it, and then when you get down to the ground and, and turn not invisible, you've actually just got a, a, a thing of cheese 
that you've been like stabbing with a pocket knife. <laughs> she looks at the notes and tries to do a rubbing of it real quick with a pencil <laughs> and just gets cheese all over a piece of paper. There's no there's no saving the notes that she took. Before we reach the ground, Damakos in his adolescence decides He's just gonna moon everybody while we're all invisible. I think for the sake of A, storytelling, and B, comedy, <laughs> you have to still be doing it like by the time you Do turn I need a invisible roll? again. Give me, give me a sleight of hand. No, no, give me a dexterity saving throw to see if you can pull your pants up in time. Well, I think it's funny that he doesn't know when they're not gonna be invisible. <laughs> so like, he's like yeah. pulling them down and he's like, Oh, oh no, oh shit, oh shit. And then he's like trying to pull him Man, back over his what tail. Was, what was the name of that anime with the little naked kid all the time? Shin-chan. Yeah, <laughs> I love the idea of my ass just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. What'd you roll? Uh, that'd be a, a five plus. Okay, as long as it's not a natural one. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a every, six total. Every, some some people uh some of the speakers see your butt and like some of the ones that were captured just fucking laugh so hard. One of Peter Peter wipes a tear from his eye and says, I ain't laughed like that since I was a little girl. Oh boy. That's good. And he leads everyone back to the goblin underground fortress. The first thing that, that happens when you guys get back is is Peter just opens the door to this this common room and he says Please feel free to rest. We want to talk to some of our some of our friends here that we got out of here, uh, and and see if they know anything new, and and honestly just catch up. Is there a bed in this room that he's led us into? There's there's a cot or two in here. There's also like a, a few couches. Are there blankets? Yeah. Siggy finds a blanket and goes to, I'm, I'm guessing she's going to go to the couch and just makes a nest. She doesn't like sleep like a regular person. She like puts herself into like a little Russian grandma position with the blanket and then like puts her face directly onto the, the couch and just nests yeah. and turns into a Siggy ball and falls asleep. All right. Aww. Good Siggy ball. <laughs> Moth walks in, surveys the room a little bit sits just sits on the floor cross-legged and she looks at you guys and just says this this will do i i can i can wait here Durak lumbers over and uh sits down uh on the sofa <laughs> next to siggy yeah one because he's pretty sure that he's not going to be able to sleep all these goblins about yeah and and he's owed one probably once that one dude tells his story to the rest of them i don't imagine I mean, I don't imagine Durax can have any friends there. Well, yeah. they, they punched you back, didn't they? Oh, I mean, if that one if that one goblin is like a solid dude, then we're even. <laughs> if he's a little snitch, then <laughs> then we have problem. <laughs> so anyways, Durax lumbers over to the sofa, sits on whatever the far end of the other side of the sofa, crosses his arms, and uh, just sort of his head sort of nods down on his chest a little bit. And as he's thinking about how he's not going to get any sleep tonight, he falls right there to sleep. Yeah. Demikos doesn't really need to rest 
right now because I mean technically we rested before and we didn't really do anything but ride a disc. No, so you're you're good. Yeah, you don't have to, to rest. Okay but to not really take watch because like he feels safe, but he's okay with staying awake. Moth is not asleep. She's just she's just sitting down. You you see her kind of tinkering with her bracer, kind of taking a small Allen wrench out and kind of tightening some uh, some hex nuts on there. So, A, uh, Tack is probably hungry, and then B, she does not fucking trust this moth bitch for a second. <laughs> um, therefore, she will not sleep. All right. I think, uh, I think I'm going to try to make some small talk with moth. Go for it. I mean, it's either that or sit across the room and stare at her intently the entire time, and that just doesn't make for good drama. Uh, I mean, not in an audio medium. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> tell her to just tell me everything about her life from her earliest memories until, like, about five minutes ago. Just everything she remembers. Uh, she doesn't want to talk about it. She she looks at you like she she looks up and she you hear kind of a chuckle and she says 534 um I will not tell you the story of my life it's rather a long story it's a complicated story and I am a woman in a mask who very clearly wants to keep as much private as I can um, however, there's an ulterior reason for not wanting to tell you my whole life. Tell me what number I said a moment ago. 534. So you know that, but... No, Tech also knew it because she started trying to sing Rent in her head. Because that's what happened there. That's fine. It's weird, though, how you would normally remember something like that. It's not just, you know... You said this number. The exact moment plays back in your head. The exact... Everything that happened in that moment when she told you to remember that number plays back in your head. And she says, There are certain circumstances at play here that I will not divulge information that is sensitive to me. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. She, like, she nods her head. She says, you are cool. Demikos is listening, and he's just slowly nodding. Yeah. Like, kind of freaked out, <laughs> you know? All right. Is Demikos looking, wait, is this, like, looking at her, or is this, like, he's watching the door, and, like, she, if if they're looking at you, they just see the back of Demikos's head, like, nodding up and yeah, down. Yeah, but this is after he, he said 534 out loud for no reason while he's not even facing them. Oh, shit. Yeah. I want to know if I can tell that there's something special about that bracer or if it's just decorative. I assume if I ask her, she's just going to, like, tell me it's a pretty thing. Give me an arcana check. Hot damn. What did you roll? A fucking 19 with my modifier that I remembered to use. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, so it's a 19 already? I rolled an 18 plus 1 is 19. That's a 20 if you add a 19. No, it was an 18 plus 1 is 19. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's what I heard too, Noel. Yeah. So what are those uh, What are those bracers, David? So uh, with, with a 19 on that Arcana check, you do know that the bracers are not magical. It's not the bracers that are magical. You are getting a weird magical sense from the mask. 
There is an aura. You can't see it, but you can feel it originating from that mask. It's almost like, you know where, on a natural 20, I would have let you taste it. (laughs) But you know how when, like, you're underwater and you open your eyes in the pool and then when you get out later on that day you know you every the light hits your eyes weird because of the chlorine that's how it feels just looking at only with the mask that ring of of letters on the mask is is, uh emanating like giving you that kind of look when you look at it even even someone such as me the someone blessed with the dark one's abilities I mean, you would also have to make an Ar- Arcana check, but I, I, I would say on a success, that's the same thing you get. Can I read Nothing. or do I recognize the the words or the letters that are on the mask? Do you speak Sylvan? I could read a book about it, like get, I don't know, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I do not speak Sylvan. All right, then no, you don't get it. And Martha... And she isn't going to tell me if I ask. No, she she sees that you are, are looking at the mask, like specifically like her forehead. And she nods and she says, Now you understand. She is the mask. Or did someone else put that there? The mask? The stuff on the mask. Oh, this is a much sought after mask in the scholar community. Did you find it the same way you're trying to find the trumpet? No. No, I found this under more violent means. The trumpet, now that I know, is going to play an important role in this war. I am willing to take, uh, as as you children might say, um, sloppy seconds on that one. You use it for what you want, and then I will take my time studying it. Here. Can I tell if she's telling the truth? Give me an insight check. My new dice finally failed me. What'd you roll? Six plus three. Nine. So. Nine. We know that I'm listening over in the corner. Just kind of doing. I'm paying attention so hard that I roll a one. Oh, wow. She says all that. And like, not only do you trust her. Like, man, you don't really even understand what the fuck she's talking about. You're still caught up on the fact that someone said sloppy seconds in an elegant voice like that. Shocker. Um, yeah. Sounds like Namikos. <laughs> but what yeah. about me with my nine? As as far as you can tell, she's telling you the truth. As As far as you can tell, she has no intention of taking this through violent means. And, and after, I would say, four hours... Of, of y'all waiting in there. She um, actually stands up and brushes her, uh, her the dust off her pants. She says, Do we want to find the trumpet for them? I feel as though they're going to be taking a while. Do you have like an idea where it is or something? Because I mean, it's I'm such- totally cool. Like, you sound like you have an idea though. Yeah, like the sudden movement and sudden sort of outburst wakes Jarek up immediately and um and he knows that there's a call to action and maybe he doesn't catch all of it but he gets to his feet immediately siggy's face is covered in drool from sleeping the way she's sleeping <laughs> and she just sits up and goes what siggy gets the the benefits of a, a short rest i was already at full health oh okay yeah never mind i need spells david i don't need health damn it you get spells back with short rest don't you 
Just warlocks. Oh, shit. How many spell slots you got? One. That sucks for you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You still got your channel divinity, though, right? No, I don't. What? I tried to use it when we were fighting before I passed out. So unless it comes back with a short rest, you had I to ain't got sleep it. in the cage before you woke up. Like that was. Uh, that was also a short rest. That was a short rest. Uh, fuck that. That's so. That's so bad for you. Thanks. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get a long rest here. I thought we were waiting till the morning to rally everybody, but no. I guess we'll go and find the goddamn trumpet right now. Let's go get it. I really, I really hope that like all of this is canon. Siggy's saying all that. Like, as she's waking Siggy up. Siggy Minor illusions a trumpet in her hand and goes, See, I already got one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to imagine that, like, Tack respects this Siggy a little bit, right? Hunted. <laughs> <laughs> Moth pulls out a piece of parchment from her bag and lays it out on one of the tables in the room. She pulls out a quill and ink and not even looking at the paper, starts drawing out a map. It is a an incredibly accurate map of the area you are in. And she circles an area that's maybe five miles away from where you guys are now, deep in the woods. And she says, that's where the trumpet is. There was a map in the sorcerer's tower. Siggy, Siggy stands up and she goes mage she she looks at siggy and says that's a very good point it's very important words mean things and it's important to point those things out so it was a mage's tower siggy feels a lot better about having her spell put back inside of her now a mage who i killed (laughs) siggy feels (laughs) bad again (laughs) and and she says i i need to study this trumpet but i also need to let the speakers use it for their war. For the record, Tack doesn't trust this woman, but she also really wants to be her. <laughs> like just in her core. Yeah. Like, I want to be this person. Did, did I get hit points yeah, back? Like, yeah. You you got you had a short rest, so you get to roll your hit die. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, while I know that I, I trust that she is gonna let us like use the trumpet and then she's gonna do her shit, there's still that part of me that's like I don't know what she's gonna do with it though. Like I don't. She's she's probably gonna like burn the world down when she learns something. Yeah. She's gonna let us use it for the speakers first before she watches it all burn. At least my grade won't go down. <laughs> she, you know, is saying, you know, I uh, I need to study this. They need it first. I can't wait anymore. I'm going to get the trumpet. I would like your help. I would also go that you might know that I'm not going to run off with it. Yep, I believe her. That's fair enough. Durek isn't, you know, too concerned. He's just, he's just ready to go. Siggy is just looking out for her grade. Now that everybody's back together and we have a clear plan on how to get this accomplished, she already didn't want to do the yellow quest to begin with. <laughs> so now that we have a, a shoe in to get a good grade, I think he's ready. All right, let's go then. You guys walk along the path. You walk through these woods and she is guiding you the entire way there. And after a little while, you guys are at this giant tree. 
that is growing on top of a rock. And looking closer at it, you see that the knotted roots of this old tree are actually covering the entrance to a cave. And Moth points at that and she says, there, that's where it is. Well, let's go get it. Yeah, Demikos looks at Tak and Siggy and is like, you guys? Will you come with us, Moth? Absolutely. All right, let's go. What is everybody's passive perception? 20,000. 13? 13. That would be an 11. All right. What, what'd you get? 10. 10. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the end. This is Nolan, your GBQ editor. Essentially, we had some file corruption and we're missing 15 seconds of audio. What happens is we get off of the disks and we face twig blights. That's essentially what happens. Uh, Our outro, we tried to re-record and it just didn't fit, so I didn't want to subject you to awkward audio, well, more awkward audio than I needed to. So this is our weekly outro. So I just wanted to say thank you for listening and I hope you have a good day. This has been an episode of Good Better Quest. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Our dungeon master is David Hallman. The players are Nicole Davis, Alan Day, Doug Holly, and Nolan Lacey. Edited by Nolan Lacey. Intro music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music by Kevin McLeod. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.